Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges, where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host. And today's quote of the day is, our truest life is when we are in dreams awake by Henry David Thoreau. Today, we have a lovely, beautiful, warm guest who is a special expert. Her name is Cherie DeMeo. She is CEO and strategy maestro of BizGrowth, Inc., an award-winning firm specializing in next-level, next-idea solutions for entrepreneurs. A nationally acclaimed author, speaker, and entrepreneur, she was featured on Huffington Post's Thrive Global as a woman of the C-suite in 2018. Her first book, Me, Myself, and Inc., introduced an alternative life synergy approach for entrepreneurs versus work-life balance. Her most recent book, Dream Wide Awake, a self-empowered guide to shifting from daydreaming to dream doing, was released internationally on Valentine's Day of this year. And she is currently writing her fourth book, The Prosperity Quotient. She's passionate about giving back, most recently completed a 28.3-mile hike in one day to raise thousands of dollars for Make-A-Wish, and leading a team of volunteers to build a Ninja Warrior obstacle course for a wish kid in the Carolinas. I am so happy to introduce you to Cherie DeMeo. Good Hi, morning. Cherie. Hello there. Wonderful to, to meet you and to be with you today. Ah, how is everything going? You doing well? I am doing well. How about you? Yeah, we're, we're keeping strong. We're keeping strong. I'm excited to hear your story. Um, before I dive into any questions about your work or your books, can you just give us a little background on you? How'd you get to where you are now? Well, I, I, I got to where I am today because I, I guess you could say I was a reluctant entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I moved, I, uh, uh, falling in love with my daughter's father, I moved out into the middle of nowhere and there were no um, big firms to work with. And so at the, at the, the ripe age of 23 years old, I, I launched into my own business and then just never looked back. I found that I loved being an entrepreneur, helping entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, I've been through Thing any entrepreneur would be through uh, in, in, in growing and building a business. And, and so it has been an exciting now 36-year journey. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love it when we're thrust into things. Love yeah. gets us in that kind of stuff all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, your latest book has been described as a self-empowerment guide to shift from daydreaming to dream doing. I think I might need a little clarity there. Um, and tell us about like dreaming wide awake. What does that mean yeah, to you? Yes. By the way, I love your intro quote. It was so perfect for this. For this I thought this it might poem. work. <laughs> oh, I just, I just I just loved it. I'm like, oh, I love that quote. Uh, so Dreaming wide awake, I, I, you know, it's interesting. Uh, as a child, I loved dreaming in my sleep. I, I, I found, I thought it was just this wonderful way to escape. Uh, you know, I had a very difficult childhood. I had a rough childhood, and and dreaming was a way for me to escape. So I, I have to open up with that because. Uh, I realized that while it was a wonderful way to escape, it also opened my eyes to 
dreaming wide awake that I, literally I believe I came up with that term as a child and uh, and and it was it was okay uh, no matter what circumstances you are in I, I say all the time uh, to my entrepreneurial clients or people I'm mentoring that you can't control the world outside of you but you can control the world inside of you and and so inside of you anything and everything that you ultimately want to do or be, you really can manifest and make that possible. Uh, you have to believe it though. You have to, you have to believe that you have the power within to do that. And so I think that that is why I felt so compelled to, to write the dream wide awake and, and really help people know how powerful they really are within themselves to 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 bring their dreams to reality uh, regardless of what's happening around them I think that's brilliant and no wonder I was so drawn to you because I speak <laughs> to it's like we're so aligned I speak to my clients all the time about if it was placed inside of you if you can see it if you if you feel it it's there for a reason and it's possible yes. and so I totally get what you're saying and I love that and it's so empowering it is. Uh, now, you talk about, you know, work-life balance and how it can hurt us. Yes. Uh, so why do you believe that? And what might people do to change that? Well, I came to an epiphany that work-life balance really kind of sucked and it didn't work at all. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and and, and it, I came to that epiphany, it was 22 years ago when I was pregnant with my, with my youngest daughter. She just turned 21 in December. And I had this, these two goals that just were totally bashing their heads against each other. One, she, she was gonna be my third child and I wanted to have more time with, with all of my girls. And I also wanted to grow my business. And, and, and so those just seemed so in conflict with each other. How was I gonna do that? And, and, and every year, so many people have this goal of having more work-life balance. And to me, it's such a shame that that even has to be a goal, right? And so then I started to think about it. I just took a step back and I go, why is this so frustrating? Why does it feel like I have to give one thing up um, in order to have another thing? Uh, the whole aspect of balance is like a scale, right? And so a, a scale has to stay balanced. Or if it's out of balance, then that means you have to take something away or add something to put it back in balance. So I had an issue with that because it felt like, okay, work-life balance says you can't have everything you want right now because you have to choose, you have to pick and choose. So I had a problem with that. The second thing I had a real problem with was the whole aspect of pitting your life against work because isn't work a part of your life? So why are we pitting our life and work against each other? So that's when I said, okay, I'm done. I'm not gonna focus on this anymore. So now what? <laughs> <laughs> So now what? What's what's the option? And that's when I, I I had the epiphany of me, myself, and Inc. I had the epiphany of, again, going back to what I said earlier about looking at everything outside of us versus what's inside of us. And so that's when I realized there was the problem with work-life balance. You're looking at everything around you and outside of you that's dictating to you what you can and cannot have or, or cannot want or right now. And 
I thought, well, with the me, myself, and Inc., you've got the me aspect of you that is the you that shared with everybody. It's the me and your husband, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your community. It's the you that shared. Uh, the myself is the indiv individual you, unlike anybody else on this earth. And then the ink is the get things done professional business you. And so I determined at that point in time, I was going to focus on those three aspects of me. And I was going to uh, change the way I, I looked at my goals and my values and get them all in alignment based on honoring those three aspects of me. And so way back then, I came to the conclusion that I could actually grow my business and spend more time with my daughters because I looked at everything together and that caused me to hire an operations manager to take on all the tasks I really didn't want to do anyway so that I could have more time with my children and still grow my business. And so that was just a huge epiphany for me. And then I started applying the same logic and the same approach to my entrepreneurial clients. And all of a sudden their families were in love with them again because they, they, were, they were literally honoring all three aspects of them and they were making things happen in their business and they were spending more time with their families. And it was just a, it was just a beautiful thing to witness as I took this out to other people. I love that. And now it makes so much sense how you were talking about life synergy, because yeah. that's what it really is. It's a synergy it, of all aspects of who we are. Right. Because and the beautiful thing about synergy is if you look up the definition of synergy in the dictionary, it is it is not one plus one equals two. It is one plus one equals many because mm. the exponential power of, of synergizing who you are. And again, you start to look at things in a different way. You're starting to look at everything in a very holistic way. So you become more creative. You become more resourceful. You, you make connections you, you wouldn't have made before. So oh, yes. that's what's so exciting about it. I absolutely love it. And I feel your excitement. And I'm certain that our listeners are getting excited right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love your focus on the fact that we should honor ourselves. I believe very strongly in that. Um know yourself at a very deep core level. Uh, one of the first things I tell everyone uh, to do that I work with is we do a values mind mapping process. So we literally will sit down and mind map all of our values and what's important to us because it doesn't matter whether we're with somebody, with ourselves or at work, uh, doing our profession or, or running our business, our values speak to who we are in every moment of the day. And knowing our values and how they translate into what we ultimately want to have in our lives and with our business and everything else is 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 the powerful uh, foundation. And and so I, I encourage everyone. And, and it's interesting because a lot of people they they. I've had many people that have said, you know, I've really, I know I live values, but I've never really thought about how, uh, you know, what, what they truly mean. And mm. so getting, getting to know yourself is so important before you can truly honor yourself. Oh my goodness. I absolutely love this. And, you know, it just screams alignment, you know, congruency. Yes. And I think it's fantastic. Now I know that, 
you identified certain fearful mindsets that can sabotage a person's ability to achieve what they desire. And since this is from fear to fire, I'd love for you to share what they are. I would be happy to. Uh, What I found is that there are there are basically six different fears that people have that can hold them back. And so I'm going to list them and then we can kind of dive into each one of them. Uh, A fear of success, a fear of failure, a fear of losing control, a fear of letting go, a fear of being ordinary, and a fear of taking risk. And so all of these, and and I can tell you, I have, I have been through each and every one of these. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we get to know these things and teach them, right? Because we've gone through them. We can so, we can so connect with it. And, and, uh, you you know, it's interesting, the fear of success and the fear of failure, for instance, Uh, what I, what, you know, I know in and of myself, I came from very uh, meager means. And, and, and so success just looked like something that, that was untouchable, it, it seemed, as a child. But yet, you know, I, I desired that what perceived success, what, you know, money and all those things, all the things that I didn't feel that I had growing up, right? Uh, what was interesting, as I charged out on my own, uh, I, I found myself fearing success because I would get to know people that were deemed successful but i just didn't really like them that much i didn't really <laughs> yeah. i didn't i didn't really value how they approached things and so then i started to think oh my goodness would i turn into that would would i turn into that and so i see this a lot where people fear success they fear that success will change them they fear that success will turn them into people that they don't want to be and, and, and so they can self-sabotage their success because they have that fear of turning into someone that they don't want to be. Okay, check. I've got that one. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So fear of failure. Fear of failure can come in so many different ways. It can be, uh, you know, and again, I can relate to that. I, I came out of a household where, you know, to go, I, I was one of the few to go to college. And so um, I was told growing up that, uh, you know, you can try that, but you're going to come back here because this is what we were raised to do. This is what we do. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm very proud of the work ethic I grew up in and everything else, but I knew that there was something else that I was meant to do. Uh, but there was, there was that time when I feared, uh, feared failure because uh, I, I, you know, to the point where I had to prove I was more focused on proving everybody wrong than proving that I was right, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, yes, totally. Yeah. And, and, and so I had to get over that fear of failure and, 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 and focus on, okay, uh, I can do this. I believe in myself. It doesn't matter what others did before me. I can change that dynamic. I can be that, that I can, I can empower others. So I had to, I had to really do a lot of self-talk because I didn't have any mentors. I think that's why I mentor so much is because I had to kind of figure this out on my own for a long, long time. And, 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 and and when you've only got yourself to talk to, sometimes, uh, sometimes your self-talk isn't exactly what it should be, right? Exactly. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. 
And, and so now we get into the fear of losing control and um, and letting go. And a lot of people will think those are the same thing, and they're not. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. And so, like letting go, I I, I see I, I I you know I've seen people that are doing things they don't really want to do, but they feel valued for doing it. Um, and this can be in a household, like, you know, this can be, let's say it's a, a mother that's doing everything for their children because it makes them feel valued. But in the same time, it's not allowing this mother to um, do things that she could be doing for herself because she's so overworked doing everything for everybody else. Right. So yeah. she has this fear of letting go because she fears she won't be as valued by her family. And yet she's not valuing herself. And, and, and so that is a really good example of that, you know, fear of letting go because of, um, you know, you just know how to do things. And, and so you, you are uh, afraid to let it go to somebody else because of, and then, then that, that kind of moves into losing, you know, fear of losing control. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, losing control is feeling the need to be in charge of every single thing and making sure that every single thing gets done the way you expect it to get done. The problem is when you're in control, and, and, and I'll tell you, when I was going through that wanting to uh, uh, grow my business and, and wanting to have more time with my daughters, I had to overcome my, my fear of losing control. Yeah, those micromanagers out there, listen closely to this one. Yes. <laughs> and and here's the big thing I love to say with the with the the, the micromanagers out there, me being one of them, I've had I to know. really I, I continue <laughs> I I continue to work on this is I have to ask, I always ask, okay, what is in your inactive control? And they all have these like deer with headlights. What do you mean by that? And I go, okay, how many things do you have to have control over that are in a pile on your desk or in a pile at home because nobody else can touch it, yes. but you haven't done a darn thing with it. And, and so that is what I call being in your inactive control because gosh darn it, you'll get to it eventually, but nobody else can touch it because you have to be in control of it, but nothing's happening. Oh, and, I love that term. That's so, yes. so, it happens all the time. Yes, oh, my goodness. And so this is where, okay, I guarantee, and every time I've I've had this conversation, all of a sudden it goes from deer with headlights to light bulb over their head, all right? Okay. Because okay. what happens is I go, there's one thing you can hand off to somebody. Maybe they have to do research. Maybe they have to make a call for you. Maybe they have to just organize it for you. Whatever it is, take it off your inactive control pile and hand it off. And, and it's always so exciting when you start to see that momentum happening again. Oh my gosh. Can I just tell you that that, that was such a turning point for my business because yes. I was, I was totally there, had to do everything. And then as soon as I finally caved and hired my assistant, I was skipping down the street with like how much more I was getting done, but how much more free time I had. It yes. was so beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, mm -hmm. so the last two are fear of being ordinary and fear of taking risks. So I'm going to talk about fear of taking risks, and then we'll end with fear of being ordinary. Fear of taking Fear of taking risks, it's interesting with entrepreneurial businesses, especially so many of them, you know, started, they were taking a risk the minute they decided to be in business for themselves, right? 
what happens over time, though, especially as 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 you start to have employees and you start to be responsible for other people, and and maybe things are going kind of smoothly or good, um, there is this fear of taking any additional risk because you don't want to risk losing what you've built so far. Yes. And, and, and however, this can cause some complacency and, 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 you know, I've seen, I've seen, you know, I've had clients that I've had to help them fall in love with their business again, because they had gotten into this fear of taking risks, uh, or fear of losing control combined. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that, that was pretty scary for them. And, and then once we re-energized them honoring themselves, interestingly enough, so that they could reawaken some things that, that had been put dormant because of some of these fears, all of a sudden it didn't seem so risky anymore. Yeah. You know, so often what we think is risky really isn't risky. We've just made it believe, made ourselves believe that it was. Oh, or yeah. others or others have made us believe that it was, right? We hear that all the time. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you're crazy for doing that. Oh, we, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. right. Right. And so the fear of being ordinary, it's really interesting. Um, it, it, it translates a little bit differently with entrepreneurs than it does with everyday, you know, anybody else. But there's still uh, they, they, there's still something really important to pay attention to. And it goes to two different extremes. OK, so you have um, a fear of, of, of being ordinary from the standpoint of that you're never going to be ordinary, that you, you don't feel that you even match up to being ordinary. Mm -hmm. And so this becomes the person that um, just wants to blend in, um, just uh, doesn't believe they have any special or uniqueness at all. Um, I, I, I put them in that wallflower kind of category. They just they, they, they really don't believe they're anything special at all. And, and for whatever reason, someone has told them, oh, you're not good at this, or uh, you'll never amount to anything, or whatever it might be that's caused them to have this fear of not even being ordinary. Um, then you have the far extreme where um, they don't want to be ordinary. They want to be anything but ordinary, and they're going to do anything they can to look different, to act different, to be different, to stand out, to prove that they are different than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And and that manifests in the way people dress. That manifests in the way they present themselves. Uh, it, it manifests in the way they they even uh, walk into a room and want to be that center of attention in all ways, either either visually or um, vocally. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so as a result, they're uh, they're they're. they're interpreting themselves in a way that in one way is pushing people away and, and in another way um, causing people not to gravitate the way they might. Right. If that makes sense. It now, does, on, the, yeah. on the entrepreneurial side, I, I put them in what I call what I call a daredevil or a maverick. OK. <laughs> and, and, and and the maverick is what the entrepreneur wants to be. So this is, you know, the entrepreneur that has a bazillion ideas and is going is like the Tasmanian devil. Right. <laughs> Tasmanian yeah. devil can't keep you know, can't keep up with them, you know, intellectually, you know, mentally. You know, people are like, I just wish I understood what was inside that brain so I could better serve them. You know, all this craziness. Uh the ones that and I and I always go to like Richard Branson as a great example because he yeah. oh my gosh he is what I call a maverick okay because he yeah. has 
amazing ideas and everything, but he knows how to take them and let somebody run with them so he can stay focused on the big picture and the great ideas. And and so he trusts other people. He allows people to to move things forward so he can still be that visionary and that ideas person and everything else. And so, so, so that's how it translates on the entrepreneurial front as well. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. And I, I love laying it out like this because I'm certain that there are people out there listening that are, are thinking, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That one's me. Oh wait, 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 no, that one's me too. Oh wait. Yeah. Cause I mean, I definitely did that too, you know, and even with all the work that we do on this, you can still see it. You can see the patterns, right? But what I like to do is I like to give our listeners something that they can action. So is there a way that you can recommend that people can shift from this fearful mindset. Yes, absolutely. And 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 part of it is recognizing what these fears are and where they stemmed from, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and so it, you know, in my in my book Dream Wide Awake, it, part of the reason it's called a guide is it's literally I, I say it's not something to read, it's something to do. It's actually almost like a journal of your future. It's a you're literally writing in it and expressing yourself and and trying to and and trying to understand yourself better so you can overcome these limiting mindsets and embrace who you were always meant to be. And, and so so you have to always look fear in the face. We know that, right? You have to accept that okay, these are the fears I have, so, but how can I shift? And one of the things that I, I, uh, I say over and over again, effort always will help you overcome. And, and having that can-do spirit is extremely powerful. And I gave can-do, C-A-N-D-O, an acronym meaning as an inspiration for people because can-do is conscientious action nurtures desired outcomes. Ooh, so I like it, that. Yes. So if every day you take conscientious action to nurture your desired outcomes, that fear is going to dissipate every single time you take another action. Oh, my gosh. Again, it's like I'm paying you to say this stuff. It's so in alignment (laughs) with what I do. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. The minute we met, we were kindred spirits. I think 100%. Oh, my gosh. Now, you have three promises that you can help people with. Can you tell them a little bit about these promises? Yes. And, and I give my granny P, um, she's my angel up in heaven now, but I give her full credit for these. She taught me these as a young child and I didn't really grasp them and embrace them until I was in my twenties, I think. And I started having children of my own and they are, the first one is find a way or make a way by helping others find a way or make a way. Mm. And, and, and that's, that second part is so powerful because if you just say, find a way or make a way that sounds like you'll just bulldoze through and everything and everybody, right. But that second part, find a way or make a way by helping others find a way or make a way that is so powerful because you, we can't do anything without others. We really can't. We need, especially when it comes to business, but even in, you know, just everyday life, um, people touch us in ways we don't even think about sometimes. Right. So how can we help others to help ourselves, right? The second one is, and this is really hard for especially women, (laughs) don't feel guilty about making life easier for yourself. Oh, yeah, good one. one. Repeat (laughs) that one, please. (laughs) 
Yes, don't feel guilty about making life easier for ourselves. You know, go back to that fear of letting go, right? Um, what are you holding on to that you don't really even want to be doing that somebody else could be doing um, so that you could make life easier on yourself and, and be doing more of what you want to be doing instead of resenting what you are doing? Um, and then the third one is be open to all possible resources, support, and options. And so the third one is be open to all possible resources, support, and options. Uh, and, you know, so, it, and I'm telling you, it's amazing how these work together, right? Because if you are being open to all possible resources, uh, support, and options, then you're going to be more likely to be open to making life easier for yourself. And by uh, by making life easier for yourself, chances are you're um, finding a way or making a way by helping others find a way or make a way. So it's, it's yeah, powerful. they're definitely all tied together. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is brilliant, Sheree. Oh my, love it, love it, love it. Hey, you know what? I have a funny feeling that our listeners are going to want to know how to get a hold of you. Can, oh, can yeah. you share with them how, and then also the amazing resource that you have just for them? Yes, yes. Um, the best way to reach me would be go to my uh, website, shereedemayo.com. And so that's S-H-E-R-R-E-D-E-M-A-O.com. And, uh, and, and yes, I've got something very special. The um, Dream Wide Awake uh, workbook is available in print um, at all retailers. However, it is, it, it is not available as an ebook or a PDF yet. And so I'm going to offer it to your, um, to your listeners exclusively right now um, at a reduced price of $14.97. And so it will be available at a special link that, that we'll have specifically for you and your listeners to, to be able to virtually go through this workbook and overcome their fears. And, and, and I'm, I'm excited to do that. That's fantastic. I love that. And uh, everyone, we will put those links into the show notes for you, of course. So don't write it down if you're driving right now. Um, so we have <laughs> exactly. come to the end of our show already. So Sheree, can you please share some final words of wisdom for everyone? Yes, I, I want to go back to the can do. Mm. Again, again, we have the power within us to control what is happening inside of us. We can't control what's happening outside of us in the world right now, and especially right now. And so what can you do, What, whether it's the smallest of little things, what conscientious action can you do to nurture your desired outcomes? Because those actions will speak volumes in helping you overcome any fears that you may be feeling right now. Fantastic. I love that. And I've loved spending time with you. Thank you so much for that. And everyone, if you've enjoyed the show, share it with a friend. Feel free to subscribe or leave us a review. We appreciate all of you out there and we appreciate you, Sheree. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.